Hi everyone and welcome to Made with Intention. We are two women sharing our expertise in entrepreneurship, discussing life lessons and everything in between. Today we're discussing routines, so if you're needing a little jumpstart or you're trying to be more productive or efficient, this podcast is for you. Thanks for joining us. Hey May. Hola. How are you? How are you doing today? I am happy to be here. Me too. I will say that. Um, I'm excited to talk about routines because I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I operate better when there's a routine. Yes, it's essential. It's just not even mm-hmm. uh, up for discussion at this point. <laughs> right? And I think kids operate better under routine. Dogs operate better under – like everybody's got got to have a routine. In Absolutely. my humble opinion. Um, how have your routines been lately? Lately, so I've been traveling for like a week. I just got back mm-hmm. to Colombia, so they definitely have not really been there. But I'm very intentional about at least adding something into my morning for myself, whether that's like, even if it's just, I was in the house with um, a bunch of my friends for the weekend in an Airbnb. And even if it was just sitting on the back steps by myself for a few minutes and intentionally breathing, cool. You know, as long as I make some time to check in with myself. Um, so all that to say, until today, they were lacking, but we back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Do you find that your routines like have a bit of a not a roller coaster, but do they like move? Are they malleable? Absolutely. <laughs> and that is actually so I as a background, I love routines. I'm all about creating freedom through structure. I literally coach people on how to create freedom through structure. Um I think routine routines and structure are our friends, especially if you're a spontaneous person like me and you want the freedom to, you know, make decisions on the fly. So I'm a firm believer that for morning routines, you got to have tiers. I focus on just my goal is to have a toolbox of different things that I can use at any moment. And so I was like, why are we crying first thing in the oh. morning? <laughs> tears. Got it. T-I-E-R-S. <laughs> Imagine. First thing you got to do, let it out. <laughs> and then just I be puffing all day. <laughs> tears um, in, ter- in regards to time. And so for me, like I was saying, I just want a toolbox, whether that's meditation, yoga nidra, breath work. Over time, I just want to add different techniques to this toolbox. And that way, I I would say from my toolbox, I aim to complete like five things every morning. And one of them is, you know, drink clove oil and lime juice with warm water. So it doesn't sound necessarily like a mindful practice. Um, But yeah, three to five things in my toolbox. And with that, I have tears. Sometimes you only got five minutes. And that's okay. So what's your go-to five-minute routine? Is it like, you you know, five deep breaths, say a prayer, and then you hop up? And then, cool, maybe now you got 15, 20 minutes. What's your 15, 20 minutes? Maybe it's 10 minutes on your mat, five minutes journaling, and then a five-minute learning session, like are you watching your YouTube video? And then what's your hour routine? When you guys, a Saturday morning, it's slow. What really can you fit in? What's your luxurious, like, morning mm. routine? And, yeah, and then use those tears when you need them, you know? Oh, I like that. I've never really thought about it that way. Word. Well, boom. that's really cool. Yeah, I like that. So, what's your typical like morning routine? Um, yeah, so are you drinking tea? I am. What kind of tea is it? What is it? Oh, you know what it is? It's um Trader Joe's green tea. When I went to the states, I got a, that big box. It's oh, like okay. my fa- one of my favorite green teas. It's like a bitter. I don't know if it's authentically Japanese, but it has that bitter. If it's fake, they did a good job. I have a hibiscus. Fave. Hibiscus. I don't know. Who knows? Hamaica. Um, 
would you ask me? Oh, my morning routine. So like I said, it looks different right now. What my morning routine is, I wish I had my passion planner next to me. I'm very uh, anal if you're new here. And I, in my passion planner, I have a checklist. So my weekly spread for the past three, four months has mm. been to write out my morning routine as checkboxes. Again, it's usually five things. And then I'll do like either highlight or success. So at the end of the day, I have to write the highlight or like a successful moment of my day. And then the rest is my food because I've been on a, a gut journey, a gut mission. And so who knows if I'll ever need this list of everything I eat every day, but I feel like just by writing it down, it makes me mindful of the things that I'm putting into my body. I'm not necessarily long-term, but for right now, I, I think I need it. It's been working really well for me. And so of the morning routine, like I said, lime water, clove oil, and then I've been, I just got into EFT tapping. Have you heard of this? I have. Yeah. I've been doing it maybe the past two weeks and I definitely have no, well, who knows, right? I, I also, mm, I very much still feel that a lot of the, the different techniques and everything, it's still, it's kind of a placebo effect. I think that it's positive brainwashing. So who knows if scientifically it helps, but obviously mentally it has. Um, mm -hmm. I've definitely seen a shift. So I've been doing EFT tapping every morning. I've given, right now I'm taking on pause with journaling because I just can't write. I'm like, I don't have the attention span and, mm -hmm. and movement. And I think that's it for right now. I like it. What about you? Well, I've always been somebody who needs to have routine, but before the pandemic happened, Dan and I both read a book called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari mm. by Robin Sharma. It's such a good book. It's really quick. It kind of brings you into the present moment and it's a really good like grounding kind of book. And just made us like reevaluate how we approach the day. And so we started getting up at like 5 a.m. and having a movement practice and just kind of like easing into the day. And it was wonderful because he didn't have to, he doesn't have to leave for work until like 7.30. And I, depending on like who I've got that day, sometimes I leave later, sometimes I leave earlier, but I just love easing into mm -hmm. the day. Yep. Not like being rushed. I do not like – I'm not a person who sets the alarm like three minutes before I have to be out the door. Like I need to – I need to wake up and like slowly move into the day. My adrenaline like just shoots up if I go too fast and then it it's not a good day. No. So anyway, that really helped us. And then the pandemic happened and, like, <laughs> and we've been trying so hard to get yeah. back there. So yeah, so the last – I would say two weeks. We are not getting a bit five, but we're getting a bit like five forty-five. Are you trying to ease in, like work your way toward five a.m.? Yeah, I think like every day that we do it, we're like, oh, it was such a good day. We got so much done, and we got to like visit with each other, and you know, because I don't really see him most of the day. He's at work. We um, both work a lot of hours. We do, and but like my work is at home, so yeah. then that makes like mostly at home. So then that makes it like kind of different, and our dynamic is different. Like he's with little kids all day; he's a teacher, so he's like with kids. He wants silence when he gets home, and I'm just like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> so it, it's just like we've had to like navigate that. But anyway, so now we're getting up earlier. We usually he goes down to the gym first. We have a great home gym. He turns on the sauna for me. Oh, love language. Later, yeah. So then 10 minutes later, I roll down there and I get in the sauna because I'm cold. Mm -hmm. I need to like warm my bones. That's a great method. I love that. Go in the sauna first yeah. and then you work out. 
Yeah. And then I'll work out and then I walk the dog. It's usually me walking the dog and he'll make breakfast and he'll make breakfast for the dog. I come home with the dog and then I get ready for the day. He gets ready for the day and we take off from there. And it's just such a nice way to like connect with your partner. So for anybody who's like living with somebody else um, or like with your family, it's just nice to get up a little earlier than you have to and just like slowly get into the day. And I love working out first thing in the morning because sometimes the day just gets away from me. And then the, by the time I do have time to move, like, you know, five o'clock in the evening or six, I'm just like, Ugh, yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's been our, our thing. Lately. I love that. That's a cute yeah. routine. I like it. It works for us. Boom. Yeah. It's like basically, like you said, I mean, because everything you just said is so different from mine. It's really just figuring out what works for you, which I think I find fun. I, I yeah. feel like it's like, yo, you get to choose how you want to start your day. And like you said, especially ease into your day. You're like, I need more ease in my life. It like, and that's the thing. And I think that's a conversation too. There's, there's such an emphasis in at least our culture where it's like, go, 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 do all the things. How productive can you be? And, how efficient can you be? How much can you get done? Power through. And it's so effort-based. And I think that we all got to find a little bit more ease in our life. So whatever that looks like to you, you know? Not to mention we deserve it. Like shit's rough out here. And the fact fact that I wake up every day and breathe, it's enough. It's a damn miracle. Listen. What would you say to somebody who like – just can't seem to get out of bed in the morning, can't figure out a routine. Like what's the starting position? What What are your like tips for just getting started with a morning routine? Usually um, with my coaching, with the, with the people that I coach one-on-one, and that's a big part of it. Usually every client I have is like either creating or refining your morning routine and really making it nourishing. Also not doing shit just to do shit. Like I could journal every day, but right now I'm on pause because mm-hmm. like I could give a fuck about that journal. And so thank you for saying that. And same with the fucking lemon water. Like if I hear one more person, I got to get up early and have my warm. Le- do you really drink that lemon water? I don't believe you. Every day. So probably do. I do like- it most days, I will say. But <laughs> but it's just right. You just have to attach to these things, right? You have to journal. Everyone has to write. You have to meditate. And so first of all, it's lit. I cannot stress enough that you're creating your morning routine for yourself. And so don't be afraid of trying new things. Also, when you do try things, don't be afraid to let them go. I'm a huge proponent and maybe it'll come back to you. I have a few techniques that I use, especially manifestation techniques that I was really into a few years ago when I fell off of them. And they've recently come back into my life at a nice time is when they were meant to come because I gave it a break. And so don't be afraid to try new things and do your own vibe. Even if it's like, maybe your thing is 10 jumping jacks. That's how you start your day. Get weird. You know what I mean? It's just, it's your ritual. Um, For me, I usually tell my clients, can they just start with getting into the habit? When they wake up, they take five deep breaths, really intentional deep breaths, and just say one word of gratitude and then go about their day. Um, And I will say I've noticed a weekend, their whole vibe is different. And they say, they notice it. And I'm like, I know, that's why we're here. And so it's... I, morning routine in itself is also very buzzwordy, right? It's like a, it's a thing. Right. Everyone needs one, but it's cliche. But yo, you need a morning routine. It is what it is. Absolutely. My um, my go to if I can't think of a word or like I just need a, I need it just this one thing, and then I'll get up. Is thank you. That's my prayer. Word. Thank you. And then I I 
say it in conjunction with the breath. So as you breathe in, think. As you exhale, you. And super long, deep breath. Because sometimes five breaths is just too much. I don't have time for that. I feel (laughs) you. It's true. And I, I like, I love that you essentially, I mean, nobody needs permission. But it's nice to get permission to to let things go if they don't work for you. Or, you know, if you don't drink your lemon water, you haven't failed at life, you know? Right, you good. <laughs> it's so easy to think that though, because if you look online and you're scrolling through and everyone's like glossy little morning routine and you're just like, oh, I'm such a loser because I don't do any of that. Or I do like one thing and you've done 50 things. It's it, it's hard. It's very there. hard. You know? Especially with TikTok. Like I promise you, those people are not doing those morning routines. Also, how's the That's camera on you if you're waking up, you know? Right. Oh, so cringy. Try to trick me. Right. <laughs> I know you woke up and you put this camera here on this tripod. We know. You did your no makeup makeup routine. You didn't right. wake up like that. Listen, don't even get us started to get on social media. But yeah, I entirely I mean, it's how I feel about everything. And I think you're right. Like sometimes we need that permission, that validation, but I genuinely feel that life is meant to, you know, be created by that person. Like for me, I think we talked about this in another episode. Part of my morning routine is that I'm trying to chill and be quiet. Don't talk to me. Don't be asking me questions. I have things to talk with myself about right now that we were thinking about when, when Megan and I were asleep and we got to talk about these things and then I'll talk about to you. Um, So that's one of mine, especially as a tip, if you find that you're the talkative one in the morning, I think especially that challenge of getting quiet would benefit you well. Even just try it out, right? Just whatever, just real quick, just see. Um, But maybe there's a reason you wake up and you just start talking. Maybe you don't want to hear what you and yourself want to talk about. Maybe you don't want to hear the downloads that you receive while you were asleep. Maybe you can explore why you want to jump into talking to others instead of talking, you know, to yourself and taking care of yourself. Um, Because that's a I would say a common recurrence with my clients, especially moms, is I just can't, you know, if you got to wake up and you got to take care of everyone, like, you know, it's impossible. No, my sister is a single mom, has been for 19 years, and she intentionally wakes up an hour. She There are times in her life where she was waking up at four and she's an icon. My sister is an icon. There were times where she was waking up at four to make sure she had her hour for her coffee to slowly take a shower, get dressed get shit ready before she wakes up the kids. And she could have said it's not possible. She's working 16 hour days sometimes with raising two kids. She could have said it's not possible, but she made it happen. And a little trick on this that she that she taught me, um, the way that she started waking up an hour earlier was when daylight savings time came or daylight savings, not savings time. Yo, I don't yeah, know. Whatever one it is, I know what you're saying. Okay, <laughs> spring forward, fall back. So the fall back, she uses that extra hour each year to add something to her morning. And I'm like, that's dope. I like that. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's how she did it. So especially if you um, are a caretaker in any capacity, I would especially challenge those people to see, maybe see yeah. why you're a bit resistant to taking time for yourself. Start there. You know, why do you not think you don't deserve five minutes to yourself? And it doesn't have to be a full hour, right? You start with five minutes. That's, and that's, that's how I did it the first time when we were getting up at five after reading that book, The Monk Who Sold This Ferrari we would, we started with like five minutes earlier than 15 minutes earlier. And before you know it, you're like so excited to get up and like move around and have your day and read. And you have a whole mini day in an hour. It's not hard to do it. So I think start small and build incrementally if that's, if that's the dream. 
Side note, did you do the same with your bedtime? Like, did you start going to sleep earlier and earlier? Yeah. So I noticed that in order to get really good sleep, I had to and get up early and feel really refreshed. Mm-hmm. I had to address the nighttime routine, which we'll talk about. Well, tell us. What's your, what's your nighttime routine? Well, okay. So my nighttime routine starts around eight-ish and I'll turn off screens. So this is another eye rolly one though, because I'm not gonna lie to you. Sometimes I'm on my screen till it's time to turn the lights off. Of course. Off. Most of the time, I do turn it off like an hour before I want to be asleep, and I will pick up a book at that time. Or Dan and I will just talk about life or whatever's going on, um, as I smoke a joint. <laughs> Facts. That's <laughs> What's really your nighttime routine? Smoking a joint. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Um, no, so I'll I'll shut down the screen, brush my teeth, put on pajamas. I'm like a sucker for matching pajamas. Yes, if you don't know, Candace has the best matching pajama sets. You definitely yeah. inspired me to start getting matching pajama sets. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, it makes my heart so happy. Yeah. Or uh, like pajama ones, like jumpsuits, like really loose ones, so you can like oh, move, and then you can just roll out of bed, and you're already in your yoga outfit or bags. And I'm not going to lie to you, sometimes I get up and I'll just work out in my pajamas because sometimes I'm just too cold to change. <laughs> nah, cold is real. Right. If you haven't caught on yet, we don't want to be cold. We don't like <laughs> cold and I like to be cozy. So usually turn off the screen, take the dog out, um, get something to drink in the middle of the night because I'll sometimes wake up thirsty. I get in the shower. I do the whole like I have a new face routine with like a serum and then another serum and then like slather on a bunch of moisturizer because I'm just dry lately and then put on my PJs and get in bed and just chat or sometimes we watch a show. Mm. It's feeling like some days you just, some days that are heavy, you just need something light. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we just don't have any screens on at all and we just chat and then go to bed. Um, yeah, and it's made like a world of difference. And then little tweaks, like I need to have total darkness in order to mm. sleep really well. So any little light shining through, that's got to go. Sometimes I need white noise. Aren't so you into um, also weighted blankets, but you had to get rid of it because oh, Dan did it. <laughs> Here's the thing about marriage, guys, and, and wanting a partnership to work if you're not married. You have to pick your battles, okay? I am married to somebody who legit has a bit of OCD. And he, he says that he feels the weight of the personalized tiny little blanket that I got just for me and my side. He's like, okay, I, I feel it. I sense it. I'm like, okay. Okay. So listen, we got to do what it. It is what it is. It is what it is. I'll put on an extra layer if I need to. But right. Yeah. You got to pick your battles. Let so, him sleep light. No more weighted blankets, which is a sad thing for me. But here's the thing I love about Dan. I like I can touch him like all night I can just cuddle up against him and he's never ever once in the course of a relationship pushed me away word so I can as long as I can be warm because it's yeah. about being warm for me really the weighted blanket I want to be cozy so and he's just like a ball of heat so if I can just go up next to him then it's all good so yeah he's that's your mama my, bear that's my nighttime routine yeah what is your nighttime routine mine is really chill um honestly it's like i'm big on tidying at night so that's kind of how i want that's also kind of how i start my day it's like by tidying i'm a stickler for a tidy space 
believe a tidy, a tidy, <laughs> a tidy mind breathes, a tidy space breathes a tidy mind. Um, so yeah, I usually end by like putting things away. Definitely. Then I like turn down my bed to like pull the covers out. What are we about to watch? Roll up <laughs> and then wash my face. Of course, um, big on skincare for life. That's how I start my morning. And that's how I end my day is serums and, and lotions and all that great stuff. And then, yeah, find something dope to watch. Usually there's a snack involved because then I have the munchies. Yes, snacks. Yeah, snacks. It's just like. Do you get the munchies? I get the munchies. I do not. Really? Maybe it's, it's for me, it's by strain. Sugar. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not particular to any strain or variation or whatever. Like, I'm always an indica person for life. Mm. But I'm sativa never, for life. Well, I'll do sativa if if there's like a I don't really like to I don't really smoke during the middle of the day, but if I'm gonna like it's like a weekend and yeah. I'm at the beach or I'm gonna take a hike or something, then it's sativa, but I still don't get munchies at all. I'm just mm. like I'm happy. Like I'm So there are times I get like, <laughs> I get painfully hungry. And then also yeah. you're high because I'm like, oh my God, I gotta get the snack. You know what I mean? It's all on me. <laughs> And is the snack like infinitely better when you're high? In undoubtedly. So my favorite <laughs> high snack is uh, green apples with a nut butter. Oh my god! And the juiciness of the when I'm with the because when your mouth. Oh, just thinking about it. Listen, I know you're my people because your go-to snack is an <laughs> apple and peanut butter. Okay. Other people are out here. They're like, let's go to Chick-fil-A. Let's yeah, go to yeah. McDonald's. Like, no, no, thank you. That's no. me. But there are times I, I'll go through three apples, though. Like, I'll just keep going. <laughs> you can turn into the apple monster. Yeah. The <laughs> monster. It's the apple monster. But like you said, you know, what's the worst that could happen is three apples. Give me that fiber. Um, so, yeah, that's really my nighttime routine for real. Unless, like, I mean, you Wait, know. I have a question. So, is it a particular brand of apple? Is it, like, a Fuji apple? Fiji um, apple? What's it called? Granny Smith. Oh, the green ones. Yeah, Granny Smith for life. Sour. Mm. The drip. Ooh. What about the Pink Lady? It's like a oh, it's so good. It's not as um. I feel like it's it's slightly less crunchy. It's an apple. Yeah, and slightly less um sour. What's it called? Pink Lady. A Pink Lady Apple. Oh my God, it's so good. I've never heard of this. I'm on the hunt now. Listen, yeah. way to my heart. Give me fruit. Pink Lady Apples. Oh, I never knew they had a name. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, why wouldn't they? Yeah, I do like these. Mm. It's really yeah, I just also just love food. But anyway, that's my nice routine. But I'm still young. I still be out here. So like this morning, I got home at 4 a.m. So sometimes my nighttime routine is getting dressed to go outside. And then, but got home 4 a.m., Pretty sure I still had a snack, still rolled up, still washed my face, wrapped my mm -hmm. hair, got it done. So eventually, I will say this also for the for anyone looking to create a morning or a nighttime routine, it's hard in the beginning, but it really does get ingrained in you. Yeah. Um, it is hard. Especially things, it's hard, it's hard. But yeah, I feel like, especially after a few years when you just know you got to do something, then it makes it much easier. Yeah. How do you sleep? Do you sleep well? Yeah, I sleep like a drunken baby. Uh, every night i'm the type of person where if i if i say i'm going to sleep i'm going to sleep like it's just it's not even up for debate i just go to sleep oh good for you you're not oh yeah because you've told me about your your struggles i don't know what it is about i mean i don't know if it's like my age maybe i'm like perimenopausal is it new mm, no i've never been uh, my parents but, are like well, you 
that's not true. When I was really in that routine with Dan and it was like like a cycle, like every single day we were getting up early, every single day we were going to bed early. It was – then I was sleeping so well. But, yeah, it's it's kind of been not so great the last couple years. So you don't get – you don't wake up at all in the middle of the it's night? It's very rare. If I do wake up in the middle of the night, it means that something's wrong. That's kind of – my sleep – that's also why I don't – want to talk to people in the morning because I get right. so much information in my sleep. Um, like if I, during a really like hard time in my life or when I'm really stressed, I mm-hmm. lock my jaw and I wake up and my jaw is sore and it hurts. Wow. Hasn't happened in like a year. So here mm-hmm. we are. Um, mm-hmm. But it was a big problem for a while. Um, I'll literally, sometimes before I go to sleep, I'll ask myself a question if I'm stuck and I'll wake up to the answer and I want to hear it. But other wow. than that, I don't really... Yeah. My brain be moving though in my sleep. Mm-hmm. It's, it, things be happening. Sometimes I feel the work. Now, things that have happened that day or some sort of life struggle that you're dealing with, or is it just like always glittering? A life struggle or like my work to-do list. That's how mm-hmm. I know if I'm thinking about work. That's like kind of my big check is like, oh, okay, we got to switch up some things because I'm thinking about work in my sleep. Um, mm-hmm. So I had to, like last month, actually, I was really intentional about doing that. And luckily it worked. What do you have to switch up in order for that to turn off? For me, it's, um, and actually for the Selfish Reset, <clears throat> this was our theme for last month because I was in it. So I'm like, well, this is what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing this together. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I look at how I'm getting instant gratification and how indulgent I'm being with things that bring me instant gratification. Um, other signs of like overwhelm for me is like when I start to feel the adrenal fatigue, um, overthinking when your thoughts are just on my, so there, I guess at points where my thoughts are on a million and that's, again, that's like my check where I'm like, all right, we got to switch it up. And so what that looks like is maybe you're spending a lot of time on your phone. You know, TikTok is a great form of instant gratification, social media, snacks. Um, oh, so you're saying you have to kind of take those things away. I re, I re, reassess my, my discipline at the moment and get really sharp about my discipline, take a step back from technology, get really intentional with my morning routine. Those are, That's when I make sure I have the full hour, do that for mm-hmm. a few weeks to get myself back. And yeah, literally did that intentionally the month of February and I've been chilling ever since. That's great. Yeah. And that's, that's really a drug, man. The technology is a drug. Or even it like is. um delivery, because it's literally technology. I, I use delivery a lot. And so also throughout that time, I did one week. Like there were times where I'll use the delivery app twice a day because it's so cheap here and it's so convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just went on a, a I banned myself for two weeks. I couldn't use it at all. And that was a great reset as well. That's interesting because I would think like I would have the opposite approach. If my brain were all over the place with work, I'd be like, all right, what can I do in other aspects of my life? to be more efficient so I can mm. get this work done. So I would probably order more through the delivery app and then focus on my work. Word. That's really interesting. That does make sense too because it is like social is such a stimulus. Yes. And so it really kind of lights up the brain, no? That's exactly what it is. It's the stimulus. I had to, I had yeah. to d- decrease all the stimuli around me. Another way for me that I know where I got to make tweaks is um, I'm clear audience. So I hear – I'm like a, I'm not like a dog, but I'm on a different pitch than, mm-hmm. than most people. So I usually hear, th- I can hear things blocks away. Mm-hmm. And if I'm stressed and my nervous system is on a million, I, I can hear everything. There have been times like during massages, I'll get up and I'm just like, yo, you don't hear that beeping? Like it won't stop this. And the guy's like, I hear it, but I, not really. And for me, it's prominent. Yeah. Especially with the parasites, I could hear yeah. everything. I, that's so interesting you say that because I forgot that I used to be like that. 
Like if somebody were doing like just a little like background, like tapping as they're talking to me, it would be the only thing I could hear or focus on. It means something. Gong. And then now I do, I'm not like that anymore. That's that's, ner- that's nervous system health. Like for mm. sure. That's definitely like, yeah. that's a sign of healing is because your, your, your nervous system is just like, it's just on a thousand because yeah. it's working so hard. Right. Um, so yeah, so same has gotten a lot better. Um, but yeah, they're just, on, listen, there's a whole other episode on just all the symptoms. Like, <laughs> what would you say to somebody who's looking to develop a nighttime routine? Oh, I would say the number one component for me has to be something that's like fun. That's something I always tell my clients. Like, and you're, I'm, I want to live a fun life. It's a theme of my. I want to be happy. I want to smile. Um, and so, to especially, it's a dream. And that is a such a powerful time when you first wake up and when you when you first when you're going to sleep. That's a really really powerful time for your mind and your spirit. And so, for me to go out, you know, on a fun note, I feel like whatever fun is for you, you know, get crazy. It is the bed, but it's just yeah. I just want to go out with fun, with a smile on my face. Yeah. I like that. What's, what about you? What's like something key? Uh, key for me is making sure I find for me, the struggle I have with sleep is usually I'm worried about the next day. Mm. Like either I have to get up really early or I have 12 million things on the schedule. How am I going to get it all done? So my brain will relax if I either write it down so if I'm stressed about something, and that would be my advice, if you're stressed about something, if your brain is on a million, write it down because then you know it's on that little notebook right next to your bed so your brain can relax. It doesn't have to think anymore. You got it out. But it's still right there so you're not going to forget it. Yep. The other thing I would say is um, set yourself up for success in the morning. So if I know that I have to be somewhere early and I know traffic is typically really bad, I'm going to set my um, set everything I need out ahead of time. The snacks I need that morning, the outfit I'm going to wear, where are my socks and shoes, where are my keys, all the like things need to be in their right place. And then that way my morning time is so much more efficient and I can I can rest fully knowing that I've done, you know, steps one through five to set myself up for success in the morning. Facts. It's a game changer, especially like looking yeah. at your, your schedule for the next day and knowing what's coming up. Yeah, it's like, but yeah, I have to know. That's You're right. That's actually probably the last thing I do is like, let me just look at my calendar real quick. <laughs> yeah. And how do you prepare for the next day? Well, you schedule a lot in the morning, right? I do. And well, yeah, I don't. So like I my work day doesn't start till twelve and I mm-hmm. usually don't talk to people till eleven. Um so yeah, usually my day will start around twelve with calls, but mostly I'll say for the next day, everything's usually pretty set. You know, I I'm more focused, like let me make sure I get everything done today that I can for a future me. So I'm not doing it yeah. tomorrow. Um, but I'm big on, well, we know automations and so if I have emails that have to be sent, they're already get pre-scheduled. Um, yeah, I'm already pretty proactive with my system. So it's mostly just knowing what's the vibe, what's coming up. Yeah. Feeling mentally prepared. Yeah. All right, cool. Is there anything else you want to say about morning or evening routines before we take a break? Other than start one today. Nah. Yes. (laughs) Okay. I don't know about you, but for me, I find that I just don't seem to have enough time in the day to take care of everything on my to-do list. So I always look for ways to be more efficient with my time. 
One of those ways is through a meal delivery service like Sakara. Sakara offers fresh meals, teas, and supplements that are organic, plant-based, gluten-free, dairy-free, non-GMO, and have no refined sugar. I've tried a lot of meal delivery services, and I have to say that this is definitely the most fresh, and the meals were surprisingly delicious, like really, really delicious. If you'd like to try it yourself, you can use code XOCANDICE for 20% off at Saqqara.com. That's XOCANDICE at Saqqara.com or click the link in our show notes. All right, welcome back. Let's talk about workflow. Do you have a routine for like getting in the zone with work? Oh, I do actually. Um, I'm big on, speaking of routines, I'm big on routines for routines or like creating rituals around things. for example, I have um, I had two clients recently, and they're both in the health and wellness space as like therapists, that type of vibe, social workers. And the common thing for people in that industry or people who work with people one on one is the notes after they delay them forever, and then they have a backlog and they're so stressed. Literally, they all come to with the same thing. And so for me, I was like, well, why don't you create a ritual to kind of get yourself hype for whatever you're about to do? So for me. Shocker, it's lighting incense. Before we hopped on, I lit lit incense or I light a candle. And then also because (laughs) I'm me, I usually will have rose water and will just like spritz myself a bit, just a little refresh, a little wake up. And then I dive in, obviously with the fire playlist. Um, So that's one thing. That's how I get myself hyped for work. On the flip side, for those the people who are stuck, let's say you have something like note-taking. You're a therapist and you have to take these notes. You hate taking these notes and sending them off to whomever create great time out this is so funny because my one of my really good friends is a therapist is this just like a therapist thing yeah it's a thing she's like i fucking hate yeah she's like can we co-work together because i have to do my notes i'm like why don't you just do them at the end of your session she's like i can't and it's so funny you said the co-working because i usually suggest that i'm like do you have homies where you guys can like do it together and that's how i found out that this was a thing because they were i was like is this a thing for everyone and they're like everyone i know so i'm like do a power hour Yeah, Yeah, that's so smart. And so what I suggest to them is, can you create a routine where one, a habit stack, so you just know, that's the big thing, right? You say you're going to put these 15 minutes aside after the call to knock out the notes, but you just want to hop off. Yeah, that's cool. We all want things in life. Get over it. Just do it. It is what it is, right? Do it, but then create a routine of rewarding yourself every time it's done. So maybe that means for you, once that's done, you get a little piece of chocolate. Who knows? You know, maybe you get to go on TikTok for five minutes. Like you have, these are also two maybe unhealthy rewards, but whatever. Sometimes in the beginning, you just got to choose a reward that works. That's the other thing with rewards is sometimes you just got to do what works and then get healthier with the reward over time. Everything's a process. So yeah, for the, for the tasks that you really struggle with, um, like for me, it's checking email. See if you can create something to get you hyped up for it or just to get you ready for it and see if you can reward yourself every time you do it. Mm, that's really smart. Rewards, man. So, yeah, I think yeah, I think that's really smart. I um for me, my workflow, like I generally like I, I need to have structure or mm-hmm. things just won't get done. So, I definitely need to have a to-do list, big on lists. I use the Notion app. If anybody doesn't know it, what are you waiting for? Your life is <laughs> it's not as good as it get could ready. be. Get ready. Get ready. <laughs> get on Notion. Um, so I definitely need to have a to-do list all day long. 
I, so, and I typically will work like traditional work hours, but it's because, it's because of Dan. Like I, Mm. I want to be done with work when he gets home so we can talk and, you know, just be together without me like sitting in the corner typing on my computer. So I like to work during traditional work hours. And how many, may I ask, how many clients do you usually have like on any given morning? It totally depends. Like three weeks ago, I had like eight, sometimes 10 clients a day starting at, yeah, starting at like five or six. I know, but I really like it. So this is the thing I've discovered. And then now it's been because people have been traveling or they're sick or whatever. Um, Now it's down today. I saw four. Okay. Well, that's why we go hard in those other times, right? Right. And I like, I don't know. That's the thing. I really need to have a balance of in-person people and then online life. I like both. Yeah. So it's really just a matter of, you know, finding that balance for me. But if I have computer work, I have those to-do lists. And then I will usually like post up at a restaurant or right. in my own kitchen, put the dog outside and just bang it out. And I try to like turn off all notifications. Like I can't have texts coming in. I can't have phone calls coming in. I, I'm not somebody who can work in little short bursts of time. I, I need two hours or three minimum to sit down and really chip away at it. And then I have to have breaks. So at the end of that two hours, I'm getting up, I'm walking the dog for 20 minutes. I come back, I'll do another hour and a half. Then I'm making a snack, you know, like I'm, I need to move around because otherwise my body hurts and that's the worst. And it hurts. And you highlighted something um, so important so important that I think a lot of people don't try. I, I had a friend recently um, and I did um, a super cute, he actually came up with a consultation. I was staying with him and I'm like, I'll give you a free consult while I'm here. And he was like, "Word, can we do a time audit? And basically he wanted me to, he wanted to run through how he spends his days and have me mm-hmm. basically audit, like look for inefficiencies in his time. Oh, I like that. It was mm-hmm. so dope and I killed it just if I say so myself. And for him, he was doing what you said. He was trying to do the 20 minutes here, the send the email there and all these different things. And for me, and I suggested it for him, he's two months in and he's messaged me weekly that it, he's killing it. And he's, yeah. what he's been doing is 12 to two every day he knows He's in his kitchen, sitting down, he's doing work yeah. and he's making sure that his to-do list is ready before he already knows. That's the that's the other thing is if you're struggling to get shit done, make sure you know what you actually have to get done because otherwise yeah. you sit down to do shit and you're like, well, I don't even know where to start. Then you waste your time. Now you're right. on Instagram and yeah. yeah, it's a mess. So yeah. yeah, if you have been trying to, to fit things in here and there, see what happens if you can just dedicate, you know, two hours a day, same time every day. So your body yeah. gets that routine, right? Like you said, like dogs, we're like dogs. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And then for my in-person people or like if I have a class or something that I'm teaching or I have in-person clientele, the routine is different. I need to get there early. I need to feel calm so that I bring that energy in and I need to have a plan. I'm never walking in just winging it with a one-to-one client. With a class, sometimes I will, but it's because I have enough experience where I can make a great class and I feel confident in it. But I just, for one-to-one, I don't wing anything. Um, what would then, you s- Oh, go ahead. Well, so I had I had a, a very high-end client this, <laughs> this week. Say it again. I can't say who it is, but I have to tell you, everyone knows this person's name. It's I huge. Had, 
I had security detail I had to get by. It was like, it was wild. And anyway, I walked in with a plan because this, this woman needs a plan and I wanted to impress her. She came up, she's like, I'm going to do my own thing and I just need you to count the reps. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay, that's the so, best update you've ever given me in my life. Well, but it was scary though because everything I had wanted to do and and every it, everything I had selected was so intentional for this person because she's of a particular age, there is a particular issue she's dealing with, like there it was so intentional and then she was like, "Nope, I'm going to do this, 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 this." And I was like, "Okay, And then I just, I was thrown off my game and I was like, all right, Candice, keep it together, keep it together. And then I would try to like suggest things and, you know, it was, it was not easy. And I think that it's important as much as we rely on routine to also be able to pivot. And so whether you're, you know, a one-to-one person or you teach a yoga class and let's say you have like a fire playlist that you're so pumped about and you've like linked up your whole sequence to the playlist and then like the audio doesn't work or the Wi-Fi won't run or your phone crashed or whatever it is, we need to be able to do it without the music, you know, or let's say you don't have enough yoga mats or there isn't enough room because there's a ton of people in the class and you can't demo. You need to be able to, to say it through your mouth without showing people, even though you might be used to showing people. So it's really important to have flexibility. And that's why I think your advice of setting a routine with some ideas, and if those things don't work for you, feel free to get rid of them and try something else. I think that's so important because it sort of trains your brain to be able to pivot when things don't go your way in terms of work. Right. You're, and you're creating, for me, I'm creating a routine to try new things. I want to try new things till I die. Every yeah. day I hope to try something new. And yeah. And actually, so you just head on, I was going to ask you, what would you say, you know, to like, you were saying how when you go to show up for your one-on-ones, you want to make sure you're calm so that you can bring the energy, right? What would you say to people who work with people one-on-one, but especially people in person, like trainers and instructors who it's, it's such an energy, right? It's the energy's there what do you do when you're just, when you're not there and the, it's a minute away and they're about to walk in, they're about to show up. What do you do? Well, this happened. So this is this high-end client. I, I, I had meant to be there 20 minutes early, but the way to get to her estate is like, there's so much New York City traffic that I didn't account for. And so I got there eight minutes early. And so after giving my license doing all the things I had to do and then getting upstairs into the gym before she got there, I, I had eight minutes. I had to pee so badly. Couldn't go because I needed to set up my little stations. Like I had a whole thing and it's also nerve wracking when you've never been to somebody's gym. And so you don't know like what equipment do they have? So I brought some of my own, but there wasn't as much space as I thought because there were a ton of machines and it was, I was, I was just like, you can do this. You can do this. <laughs> I was giving myself a pep talk. But what I would say is you have to act as if. So if you are stressed, you just need to pretend you are not stressed. If you have to pee, you tell yourself you don't have to pee. You so did just, you not pee? I did not pee oh until the very end after she left. Yeah. I also, um, the fact that you set this all up and then she did her own thing. I know. It was hysterical. <laughs> it's so great though. I loved it. Um, and so 
I think it's all – sometimes I will – if you're watching on YouTube, I'm like – if you're not watching on YouTube, I'm just like brushing my body with my hands. I will – if I feel like I don't have great energy, I will wash it away or wipe it away. And that just helps me to feel like, all right, I let it go. And now there's a like – like an onion, right? Like you peel back that layer and you're like, all right, now I'm at the sweet part of the onion, so I'm good. That's how I'll, I'll do something like that. Um, I try not to do scents, even though I am so much of like a aromatherapy incense kind of person. I do like perfume, but I try not to do it because I don't know if that other person is. Um, and then I'll just look around the space and try to tidy it up so that there's a very clear, just like you were saying before, if your space is clear, your mind is going to be calm and clear as well. Word. Yeah. Super helpful. And the brushing is an Ayurvedic technique meant to calm you. So that makes mm-hmm. sense. I'm like, oh, I- yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I, never, I never thought to do it to myself. Like, Oh, yeah. I'll do it. that dirt off your shoulder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even if you're like, say the session didn't go as you had hoped and you just feel like, ooh, I don't want to take this energy with me. I'll like leave it here <laughs> and then I'll get in my car, you know? So it I is, love that. Is, yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Is there any um, – any kind of ritual or anything that you do when working with people or if things don't go as planned and you feel a little thrown and a little scattered, is there anything that you do to like bring yourself back on track? I would say the the only time I feel scattered is when I'm on like a one-on-one consultation and, you know, I'm very, I have my agenda, I have my notion template ready, I have their intake ready um, and they're not really giving me anything. And that's and usually people will warm up, so we'll get there. It is very, very rare, I will say. Um, but for the most part, my whole life, people like will just tell me all their business with no hesitation. So I love that people think I'm a, like feel that I'm a safe space. But sometimes they're you know just a bit more rigid. So I feel like usually I just kind of maybe I go an extra bit harder with my body language. That's more mm-hmm. so mine having to work with other people, and I mm-hmm. think that that's what brings me back and my smile. Like I. It's like in customer service, how they say when you're on the phone with someone to smile because they can hear it. I'm a firm believer in that. Yes, they can hear it. One million percent. For anyone who's a content creator, when you're doing your voiceovers, make sure you speak from your lower register, warm your voice with an open, like smiley mouth and try not to be so up here with it. Perfectly said. I never even thought about that for the voiceovers. Yes. (laughs) Smile during them because even can't you tell that I'm smiling right now? Right? We sound like we're smiling. Without a smile. Can you tell that I'm not smiling right now? Oh my God, you can definitely hear it. Yeah. It's a thing. So I'll do that and like kind of just be a bit more flamboyant, I guess, to bring, to bring, to match other people's energy. Um, But like you said, I think that goes back to, you know, the power of the pivot, knowing how to adjust, creating a routine of knowing how to think on your toes and how to make things work. I mean, we're both former teachers. So I think that's also a big part of being a teacher is you learn that early very early in the game that you got to be ready to go. Um, now you said something, you said you mat, you will be like extra yeah. to match their energy. But what if their energy is low? Or oh no, what if, I do it to not match their energy. Oh, to like bring them to your, yep. to your level. Exactly. Yeah. To bring them up. Um, which, you know, is for, for people who work with people, with individuals one-on-one, it can be a lot. You, especially when, you know, we're in positions like you're a trainer, you're not going to show up and match their energy or at least, you know, and be in a bad mood with them. And so it's like, it is a lot on us to be able to bring uh, the other person up just, or at least to make them manageable for myself. And so. I have to say, I feel like I have, I have two clients who are 
they're just not going to show up and be bubbly. They're just not bubbly people. They're not warm. They are one in particular now that I, I know this person very well. They're warm. We can banter. It's wonderful. But for the first month of working with this person, the energy was like abrasive. It felt like I know more than you. Yeah. Meaning, meaning the client knew more than me. And this person knows a lot. So I felt like, oh, like I constantly just had anxiety going. Mm. But I, this is a person that has a tremendous influence. Um, I respect this person a lot. Um, I feel like I could learn so many things in terms of business. And this is just like a person I want to I want to work with this person. But the energy was just very stay over there, but also tell me what to do to help me with the thing, with my goals. And so I, at first I started with being a bit extra, being super warm, super nice, anticipating needs, you know, just doing the, the over, not over the top, but like really trying. And that just wasn't working. Like Mm. I was getting nothing back. And so I, I pivoted and I met the person where they were. This person uh, is a man in a great position of power. And I just felt like, okay, two can play this game. And so when I walk in or when he walks in, cause I'm always early and he's just like, hi, how are you? I'm like, good, thanks. Not asking it back. Like I'm going to give the same energy that you give me and I'm going to show up over prepared and give you the work that I know you need, but you hate to do. And I'm going to teach you because I know this person likes to learn. And so I just sort of matched my energy, my tone, my interactions with what I was getting. And I got infinitely further. I love and that. And now we're at a place where it's like, what's up? Nice to see you. And it's a, to- it's not like I'm I- – whoever that was was like the boardroom version of that person. And now this person is like – a nice, friendly person. And so sometimes I would suggest to people, because I have a friend who's who's in a similar situation. She's like, I don't know what to do. Like this guy is such a, an asshole to me when I have to take meetings with him. But she's like, I need his business. Mm. And so I was like, well, try this. And so we'll see how it pans out. But that's my advice for anybody who's working with somebody. If you're not getting something back and you've tried everything you know, and you tend to veer more bubbly and warm and friendly, try not being rude, but just matching the energy that you get. And sometimes that works. I love that. And shout out to both of you for the determination to like push through. Yeah. Cause it's, I like approach it as a challenge, you know, I've never worked with anybody. I mean, thankfully, I don't think anyway, where I've just been like, Ooh, you're so awful. I don't want to work with you. It's just like, okay, this is very different than Words. what I need to do. Let me see what I can do. You know? I love that. Cause at the end of the day, the work you and I do is meant to help people and improve their quality of life. So I'm just like, let me show you what I can do. You know, just give me the chance. But you have to give something in order to get there, you know? Absolutely. What would you say, you know, to people who obviously a lot of people um, are inspired by you and love what you built, myself included. What would you say to someone who maybe they want they're in the wellness space or they want to pursue a career as a personal trainer, but they still do want to have that online brand as well? Um, do you have any advice you would give them about how to structure their days to be able to manage both of those? I think for you, you've been in it so long. You're kind of in your rhythm, but Candice, you yeah. do a lot. I know. I don't really <laughs> know how to not do a lot. 
Like, um, yeah, that's my that's my issue right now is like, how do I chill out? What do I do when I do nothing? But my suggestion would be figure out what works for you. So like for me, I like to get up and go. I'm ready to rock. I want to see you. I want to chat. I want to blast music at 7 a.m. That's just who I am. So you have to figure out like what time of day do I love the most and can I work with people during that time or is there not much of a a, you know, clientele around that time. So lucky for me, I have a lot of people around me that want to work out from like 6 to 12. And then I don't really have that many people who want to work out 12 p.m. on, which is great because then I'll come home, walk my dog, and then I sit down and I'll, I'll do a couple hours of computer work. And then Dan gets home and I'm ready to just turn it all off. And I, I would say you've got to set time boundaries and time limits for things because when I was first starting out, I was just working all the time. Absolutely. Work, is better, right? work all the time. No. Set boundaries and stick to them. How many hours, if you had to guess, how many hours do you think you work per day on average? Oh, God. Eight or nine? Work. It's like, it's so hard to say too because mm-hmm. I'll get online at 8.30. I'm scrolling through TikTok. Somebody sends me a message. If I feel, you know, 80% full in my cup, I'll answer it right then. It takes me five seconds, but it's still work, you know? Right. The reel is work, like creating your reels are work. Oh God, the reels don't get me started. (laughs) Yeah. I would say I'm probably about the same. Yeah. You do work the same? Muscle mentals, especially with calls. You start later. Yeah. So I usually go, I I probably say I go from noon to eight on most days. You also do things like, like you will have a drink and still be able to work. Yeah. I cannot. Yeah. And is that a yeah. reward for you? Is that like I've done something and I'm like, all right, I'm going to have mezcal right now? Mm, I would say no, just because I try not to use alcohol and food as like rewards, you know? Mm-hmm. It's more yeah, so if yeah. I want the drink, get that drink. Um, mm-hmm. But definitely, yeah, if I'm with friends, I mean, it's different now because of my gut and my mission. So I really haven't been drinking that much unless I'm being social, which is, I guess, hopefully for most people, right, is that we want to drink when we're social and not when we're right. <laughs> just chilling. Um, There's something like romantic to me about, oh, I'm going to just do a little work and with my glass of wine, but like yes. I never drink wine and I, I'm two sips in, I'm like, woo, <laughs> so I, I can't get anything done. But I, I love that like romanticized hour, you know, in the evening where you're doing some work with a cocktail, but it just like doesn't happen for me. It was probably, you know what it was? It was corporate America because we used to drink, when I worked at Living Social, we drank at our desks. Like that was just once four o'clock hits, everyone was cool with it. Grab a beer, sit at your desk, be soft. We would, they were nice. We would stay there till eight, nine, 10 o'clock. Um, and we'd still be working on like a project, but we're just like sipping beers or tequila at the same time. And so, yeah, I love it. Especially, oh my God, my favorite time of, I don't do it often, especially at this age um, or at least this, this stage in my life. But my favorite time of day to work is between the hours of like 2.30 and 4.35 a.m. in the morning with a joint. Oh. My lord. I love the world. With a joint, with no the less. Joint. The world's asleep. No one's talking to you. You're, you, feel, Oh my God. Oh, I'm just, I'm technically just thinking about it. You feel wow. like you're the only person awake in the world. Like it's just my space. It's quiet. It's dark. And I just beast. Like I get so much done at that time. Yeah. Yeah. But it's rare. It's rare. Well, I think that just goes to show you too that everybody is different. And so if those are like your prime work hours, then they're your prime work hours. Absolutely. And actually yeah. on that note, 
you know, and just in regards to lifestyle design, um, I think we're both so happy to talk about routines because we've worked so hard to create our dream days. And mm. to say that again, we worked hard to create these dream days. And so for me, there was a time where I was spending like two hours, three hours a day in my morning routine. That's what I needed at that point in my life. But I was hype about it because I had created a lifestyle where I could really take some time away from the world and like really nourish myself. And so while we're, yeah, we're talking about routines and everything, but also as you create these routines that help you get through your day to day, notice if your day to day is getting in the way of like your happiness, you know what I mean? And, and maybe, Absolutely. right, these routines don't work for you, but the routines are what's necessary. Maybe you work you have a job and you work like 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. So that means that you got to get up at five and you hate that. Well, you know, you can get a new job and you may not get the new job tomorrow. But if you want that new job, you can get that new job and you can get those different hours. So, yeah, while you make things work, if you have to make things work, just know that you can adjust and create your dream day. Yeah, absolutely. And if you feel like, I don't know, I've got too much time invested in my pension or this or that, like, and you can't change your job. You are working seven to three, but there are so many other hours in the day. So what kind of energy are you exuding the second you get up? Probably crap energy because you're like, oh, I have to go to this job I don't like. And it's so dreadful. But we get to choose how we feel in every moment. So you can approach it as if like, all right, this is not my dream job. I don't love it. But for whatever reason, I feel like I can't leave. You can still choose to be as happy as you can or as productive as you can. Or there, I just feel so strongly that there are ways to maneuver around either the workday or the hours before and after work so that you find some semblance of balance. Like, I don't think you have to love every waking moment of your day. I'm not sure that that's realistic. And I do think the struggle is so important because then you would never know how good, you know, it feels to have a great, you know, hour or two or, you know, a great day. Like we need to have struggle in our life for sure. But it's the response to the struggle. It's the response to the the job we don't love um, and how you approach those hours I think that can make such a difference. So if you're struggling, just check in and see, how do I approach the day? Is there anything I can do in terms of my routine before or after to make a little bit more balance in my life? Yeah, and it's so funny you said that because uh, maybe like last week I had thought of it. I'm like, oh, I kind of want to do it for us to do an episode on choosing happiness because Ooh. my whole life I've always, for the most part, I've usually been up, you know, I'm, I'm a happy ass motherfucker. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm up. But yeah, I'm just so happy. <laughs> and I think a lot of people, especially my family, has always watched that and they think that it's just a natural resting state. This mm. is a choice. And I have worked my ass off to be this happy. Um, and it is an intentional choice that I make, not just every morning, but like throughout the day. Because you can, listen, you can have all the morning routines in the world, but you're going to have bad mornings. You know, yeah. it's, it's going to happen. But for me, I'm at a place now where I'm like, can I keep it at a bad morning and not a bad day? You know, can I leave but that there? That. Yeah, it's been, I did it this let's, morning. Um, let's take a, a break and then let's talk about choosing happiness. I love it. Can you tell that I'm a bit passionate about routines? <laughs> I'm a huge believer in creating freedom through structure. I manage myself like a business and create a foundation of self-care. If you'd like help creating your structure for yourself or your business, let's chat. I offer consultations designed to get my community to success with ease. From creating a nourishing morning routine to tweaking your business's back end, I'm sure I have the perfect consultation for you. You can get started at lifemade.com slash consult. That's lifemade, 
M-A-E-D.com slash consults. Talk to you soon. Welcome back. So we're talking about choosing happiness and what to do when you have a bad morning or a bad day. And I think this is so important and such a great addition to routines and like day-to-day routines because like you said, we are going to have annoying things that happen or a bad morning and how do you kind of contain it in just that one part of the day. So let's talk about choosing happiness to begin with. Was that something that you've always done as like your go-to or was it a skill you had to teach yourself? I don't really know, to be honest, but it's something that I realized. I I remember a specific, like I can kind of see the day. Uh, maybe I saw the phrase or something and I realized that that's what I had been doing my whole life is like choosing happiness. I probably was like 15, 16. Um, and that's just always stuck with me. And then it really became a part of my 20s and just being even more so intentional about it. And now, and yeah, and now it's something I incorporate throughout my day. But definitely my happiness is a choice by far. Do you think that you have to work at it? Yes, I work. I work. I work. Let me tell you. It so is. Go through, go through the steps of choosing happiness or like the elements of work that goes in it. Because I think like, I think a lot of people are stuck in a place where it's just, I feel how I feel and I am my feelings. And it's for someone who struggled with depression most of her life, I just felt like, that was that was my narrative. And it was once I started to try to choose happiness. And I'm not saying that if you are profoundly depressed that like just simply choosing happiness is the answer. It's not. You probably would want to talk to your therapist or psychiatrist to like figure out meds or whatever. But for me, I felt like, God, this is so much work. I didn't realize it was so so much work to be happy. Sometimes it's just easier to be like, oh, life sucks. So what are – what are some ways in which you work at it and what are the elements that go into that? So you just hit a few things, a few pieces of it perfectly. One is I'm a big one speaking with intention. And so even when I've been wildly depressed a few times in my life and even while I was in it, I remember I had a friend who I had you know, told her I was going through and she was like, I understand it. I hear you. It's all valid, but don't claim it with your words. So I stopped saying I am depressed. An I am statement is the most powerful statement that you can make because no one can say I, right? No one can say I for you. So yeah. I am depressed is an affirmation. Um, so I stopped. Again, this did not cure my depression. I want to be really clear on that. <laughs> this shit was rough. Um, but it is a piece of it, you know, every, every little piece counts, every little piece counts. And so that's a big part of it. Um, another big piece of it that you touched on is it's, I feel genuinely that it's easier to be down than to be up. Um, right. When you're going through it, it's comfortable there. It's calm there. It's dark in your room. It's comfy in your bed. You know, that spot, you know, these thoughts, right? These thoughts are, you've known these thoughts for years that they're comfort to you. This is your familiar spot. It is much harder to choose to teach yourself to think in a different way than you have been thinking for several decades. It takes mm-hmm. work. And so I can tell you what it looks like for me today. For me today, I woke up again. I'm very big on my mornings and quiet. And I usually go to, to go to sleep with my phone and do not disturb. And I didn't. And I woke up from a text to my mom that was just so triggering. And it's just like, why would you send this to someone to start their day? Like so inconsiderate, but okay, cool. And it threw off my whole vibe. Then I had a voicemail and then I had a missed call. Is This is all before 10 a.m. And I don't talk to people. So I threw off my whole shit. So what I did was I put my phone on Do Not Disturb. 
and I watched a YouTube video on manifestation techniques so that I can learn. And then I tried it. I wrote up my to-do list. I wrote in my every day. Oh, I will say the key piece of my morning routine, like the, if I have no time to do anything else, every day I write 11 things that I'm grateful for in my gratitude journal. And it's a journal strictly for just gratitude. And so also I'm feeding my into- 11. I love the number 11 and the number two. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the one one. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm starting my day by saying thank you. Just how you said, right? You wake up. If you don't have time, just say thank you. And then so yeah. I'm moving around the world with this gratitude journal. Can like, I know this is very woo, -woo but think about the energy. Think about the vibe. And I don't write anything negative in this journal at all. And so that's my number one. So I dove into that. I, I've gotten into EFT tapping. So I did a video. I watched this um, other video. I hopped to the Selfish Reset and just like saw some of the, the messages from the ladies. Um, and then I... Also, I will say I'm very intentional about paying attention to how things make me feel. So this morning, usually what brings me back down is music. Since I was a kid, music is my cure for everything. And But I put on a song and I instantly felt it. It was, it was too much. And I was like, all right, can't be here. This is not where I'm meant to be. Switched to something more chill. And I started dancing. I started moving. I was like, okay. So it's listen to how your body's responding to the different things that you're bringing into your day. It's real easy to be feeling down and hop on TikTok because, again, we're going for that instant gratification. We want that quick boost. But that quick boost in the long term is going gonna, is gonna to decrease your boost, actually. So pay attention to how you feel when you're watching the Reddit posts about all the murderers. Is that really bringing your heart rate down? You know, Is that calming your nervous system? Is that helping you be happy to, to consume a murder podcast at 7 a.m. when you wake up? Is that... To hop onto Twitter and see if you know and hear about Ukraine and Russia, news is happening. Life is always going to happen. That does not mean that you need to start your day with it at all. Yes. Um, so those are the decisions. Those are the ways that you, in turn, all of those things directly affect your happiness. And there's a very long list of things, but the whole point is you just got to start somewhere and you just got to try. And over time, you're going to learn for you the things that contribute to your happiness, but also being proactive about what takes away from it. And also people. I'll cut someone off real quick if you're if you you messing with my happiness. I give you a few chances. Nah. Do you communicate those the issues that you have? I do, and especially the past couple of years. I before I did not. I would just cut mm -hmm. people off to be honest. Yeah. Um, and I've gotten more comfortable with using my voice now and speaking up for myself. And so mm -hmm. I'm way more comfortable with telling people like, listen, I know this is your vibe. I know this is how you speak. I know this is maybe how you joke around, but this doesn't work for me. Um. Or like, this doesn't work for me. And I'm very big on, I go to people with, I don't want to change you. And I really, I would rather someone be around their people and that we just don't be around each other. You know, I'm not here to change you. I'm just telling you where I need you to adjust for me to be around. And if then they can't do it, I limit my interactions. And if it's really a problem, then yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. But I do try. What about you? Do you feel like you intentionally choose your happiness? Mm, yes. And it was an intentional change I wanted to make. Because I think we've talked about this before. When I was like bedridden with Lyme disease and I was evaluating my life, I was like, I don't even like me. Like I wouldn't be friends with me if I weren't me, if I weren't stuck in this body. Yeah. And so I just said, God, I need to be nicer. I need to be the person I would want to be friends with. And that was the kind of catalyst. And I intentionally would from that moment on essentially choose to find either a lesson in the hard times or 
of course, give myself permission to crash and burn when I needed to crash and burn or to cry when I needed to cry. Like choosing happiness to me isn't just la la, woo woo, we're never sad. It's that things, bad things or traumatizing things are going to happen in our lives. And I need to figure out how to respond to those. And in the past, I've always been very quick to lash out or knee-jerk reactions to trolls on the internet or situations out of my control um, that happen in my life. And now I sit with it first and then consider the source. Do I care about what Susie Q is saying about our podcast in like, I don't know, some town I've never heard of and will never visit? Like, no, I don't. And also, I know that oftentimes when people are being ugly or mean or nasty, it is so a reflection of their life and how they are feeling. Like we, as much as we may try, we are the center of our own universe. So I'm operating from a place of currently loving myself. I really do like myself. I would be friends with me if I weren't me. I like who I am and I'm proud of who I am. And so the energy I give, like I just automatically are like, I love you. Like I just love everybody. I'm, I'm nice. And I would never in a billion years right now at this stage of my life, pick up my phone and be a troll to somebody online. Cause I'm just not in that space. I'm too, I'm going to hype you up all day. Or not say anything at all. Or not say anything. If something you post doesn't resonate with me, I'm either going to unfollow you because I'm really cognizant of the content I take in, or I'm just going to keep scrolling. Like I'm not going to- It's so hard. Time out of my precious day to like bring you down. Can you imagine? I cannot. It's the weirdest thing ever. I can't imagine because I, not that I used to do that, but I used to be in an ugly space where I'm just like, ooh, look at this person. Ooh, look at that person. And it's just because I didn't have the balls to look in the mirror and say, okay, what is it about you that you don't like? And let's fix that rather than turning to everyone else and like picking, picking everybody apart. Like I, everything, everything. Everything. I I mean, yeah, that goes back to that, that confidence, right? From uh, episode four and how you treat others is a reflection of how you treat yourself. Actually, I had, I feel like the wildest in a great way piece of feedback I've ever received, definitely for the feedback tracker, you already know. Um, This woman messaged me yesterday about the podcast and it was about our episode four, the self-confidence one that just dropped. And she was like, hey, you know, kind of related, kind of not. Um, I found you through Candace when I think when I had taken over your IG last year and she's like, I really resonated with your content. I felt like there was so much to learn from you, but there was something off and I didn't follow you and something rubs me the wrong way. And I was Ooh. like, okay, spike picante. Que mas? Okay. Um, and she's like, I realized that your high self-confidence made me, maybe it was a slap in the face as to how low mine was. And I was projecting that onto you. Um, and I was like, yo, go you for, first of all, the honesty, the transparency, the self-awareness, the growth, like, okay. And I think that's it because again, you know, we're talking about the people who we're talking about these people, but people listening to this podcast right now might be the people that we're talking about that we got to cut. And if you are that person, you know, watch how you speak to people. If you feel like you're short with people and you're sharp, it's a reflection of how you speak to yourself. Um, an example of that is, 
you were t- you you kind of touched on this with your routines and just like choosing happiness. It's feeling emotions. It's something I just learned maybe within yeah. the past two I'm years. I'm so glad you brought this up because as I was saying it, I was like, I gotta remember this for the for the next two minutes. I forgot. Go well, ahead. Right. It was meant for. It was meant to be. Feeling yeah. emotions that takes work as well. Even things like when I discovered that anger, anger isn't really an emotion. It's just a mask. Same with jealousy. It's not really an emotion. It's just something else. And you have to be able to like feel things and allow yourself the grace to feel whatever emotions you're having. Because if you don't, that means that probably when your homie comes to you and tells you about their emotions, you're the type of person, you could be anyway, type of person that's like, oh, you're so sensitive or you're so dramatic or all these things. They're not being dramatic. They're just feeling things. Um, and you deserve to be, you deserve that grace with yourself as well. So yeah, how do you feel about uh, feeling feeling all the feels? So here's the thing about feeling all the feels. You are not your feelings. Facts. They come and go. You're just kind of like a, a I don't know. A vessel. You're a vessel and the, the emotions can move through you like water or like smoke, right? And you can feel them, but then you can let them go and they don't have to, you know, they're never going to be there forever, right? So don't get too attached. I also, when I teach my yoga teacher training, oftentimes like things will come up for people when they practice. So you may notice like if you've ever been in a pigeon pose and you start crying, usually that has to do with um, your sense of interoception and like feeling your feelings. Um, But basically there was a, a study done and they realized that there are four basic human emotions and any emotion you can list off can be categorized into one of these Mm -hmm. emotions. So there's happy, sad, um, fear, and anger. Love it. Sad, fear, and anger. So let's think of like you you said jealousy. Yep. Jealousy can be under fear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or let's say, um, I don't know, what's another Um, emotion? What's another emotion? Oh, like when you're irritable. What's it? Is irritability an emotion? You can be irritable or frustrated, and that could be under fear, or that could be under anger. Stress. Um, Stress. If you're stressed out, that could be why are you stressed out? Is it fear that you won't be able to do XYZ? Is it anger? So, of those four emotions, how many of those are positive? You have Mm -hmm. happy, sad, fear, and anger. Three of the four are negative. So you think about our body's ability to feel things and all emotions, if this study is correct, all emotions can be categorized under one or more of these four emotions. We are essentially predisposed to gravitate towards the negativity because fear, anger, and sadness are all what I would say is quote unquote, like not so happy and kind of negative, right? So you have, that's why it feels like it's so much harder to choose happiness. And that's why when you look at like, if we were to have a list of the news, the things that are going on in the news, the, the media plays upon our, our heartstrings. We love a sad story. We love, um, we get attached to something that's that's negative because we are just hardwired to go in that direction. So it is a challenge to turn away from those other three and choose happiness. Um, and that's why it like requires so much work because we're, we're not like predisposed for that. That makes so, so much sense. 
thing. Yeah. That is really interesting. And if you just remember, like in the back of your mind, that whatever I'm feeling, stress, anxiety, tension, frustration, sadness, happiness, elation, um, excited, all of those, just wait. Because it's going to come and go no matter what the feeling is. But you can always choose to just remember that you are the vessel that's carrying the thoughts and the feelings that come through you. And you don't have to ever attach yourself to one or the other, but you can always kind of hardwire yourself or train your brain to go towards the positive. Absolutely. And something that you have, we both mentioned in our routines is movement. And one of the, one of the, a great way to get your emotions moving, get that energy flowing, get that stagnant, ugh, just when you just feel that weight is through movement. Um, and so it's by no coincidence that movement is a part of both of our, our days. And yeah, I really love that four grid thing, the, the four emotions. Cause like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think it's really interesting. And then that's like, so let's say you do do some movement and all of a sudden you feel like crying. You don't have to evaluate. There's nothing wrong with you. You don't have to sit there and try to figure out like, where's the root of this coming from? You can just feel it and let it go. And you can journal about it if you want to, but you don't need to like always get to the root of everything yeah. that comes up. Like remember, it's like a wave. It's going to come. It's going to go. It's going to come. It's going to go. And each wave might be a different emotion or a different feeling. And maybe you'll have a lot of happy ones right in a row. Um, but you never have to like get attached to being happy. You can just know that you are who you are and the emotions are going to come and go. Man, that this brought back some memories. I have cried in some yoga classes. Let me see. Really? Yeah, but I'd like I I'll be the one hiding it in a corner like Yeah. Were there particular poses that brought it up or a big just... one? A big one is camel. Oh, camel, yeah. Mm -hmm. I haven't not for the past couple of years, but in my 20s, yeah, heavy. Mm -hmm. I, I used to have actually just like start avoiding the pose as a whole and just like go on a child's pose. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I wanted to say on the note of of um, choosing happiness, I think we talked about this in another episode, but something for me that helps me get out of my depression and also just create, you know, this happiness for myself was following up every negative with a positive or with three positives rather, um, because I very much so usually am on the positive side or at least like comments about people or things, but I'm still human and it happens. Like maybe, I don't know, if I, if I was on Instagram and I saw a woman and I was like, why does she have that skirt on, you know, with that shirt? Even if I think something small like that, I immediately am like, nah, look how she, she paired it just how she wanted to wear it. That's one. Two, look how confidently she's wearing it. Three, oh my God, I love her color scheme. And I do that for every bag, bad, but negative comment, negative thought. This shit changed the game because literally it's creepy. It has gone to the point where I, mind you, I, I worked for this. So like, I really had to train myself to intentionally do that. And now my brain just does it. Like before I can start thinking, my brain yeah. starts saying the positive things. And I'm like, oh shit, this is what they mean. Like, That's so cool. So you had brought this up on another episode and I was like, oh, I got to remember to do that. Cause it's fire. I do, I do like trend in the direction of positivity, but every once in a while I'm like, mm what is that and then I then I don't know in the moment like I forget in the moment to say the nice three things so is there do you have a tip no nah, I, I really don't do, I got I for the first time I got nothing I literally I just had to That's like fair. you said think about it and just remember but I promise it does work because it's automatic now it every time it happens I'm just like this is literal growth. Like that is mental growth. I can see my brain doing it. So yeah, it's just even the same, you know, if you said something like something like even 
I don't know, a quick thought like, oh, I only have this amount in my bank account. Follow it up. I'm so abundant. Look how much space is in my bank account for me to receive. Money loves coming to me and staying with me. Wow, I'm so blessed. I have all of this money. Um, everything, everything. You into everything. the secret, like the law of attraction. Did you ever read that book? Yeah, secret? I think I read like half of it. I'm like, yeah, oh, you know, I get the vibe. Very repetitive. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Do you like? Do you believe in the law of attraction? Do you use it at all? I do. I I don't know. I think I use it in the sense that I live intentionally. Um, right. I love intentionally. You know, I, I treat people how I want to be treated, and that comes to me. So I think in that way, yes. It's especially like I mean, look at. Again, I always say this with my friends. Like my friends are the greatest reflection of my abundance that I could ever ask for. I'm so blessed. And that's my way of attracting is like I just want to be the best version of myself and attract other people who are not not necessarily the best versions of themselves because what does that even mean? But mm-hmm. I just want to be around people who are also putting in the same effort and just, you know, determined to to create the best lives for themselves. So, yeah, I would say probably my, other than my thoughts and stuff, I manifest and attract with people. I've been following this account. I can't remember what this therapist's name is, but I follow this therapist on Instagram and they're challenging a lot of the belief systems that I had. So for Ooh. example, they had this thing that was like, go to bed angry. Whereas like I've always been taught like don't go to bed angry. And they're like one of the ones that they said was, you don't always have to be working on yourself. You don't always have to be the best version of yourself. Facts. And immediately I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> what is life worth living if I'm not trying, if I'm not working? I guess it's my, I have a real issue with work. But I was going to say, because I wouldn't even have attached that to work. I would have just said, I am always the best version of myself because I literally thought of myself resting in my bed. And I was like, I love that version of me. Oh, Wow. Yeah, so that's not – I was like, I need to, like, work hard to try to find, like, a better way to do everything because I'm always, like, looking for a life hack. Like, how can I how can I continually peel back more layers so that I am the best version of myself? Like, I hope at the end of my life, like, maybe that's the day you die is when you are the best version of yourself. And then, boom, you, break, you burst yeah. into stars. I'm yeah. down for that if that's the vibe. And you hit you hit on something. I had written this little list um, for us. It was like different, like what's essential for you to incorporate into your day. And mm-hmm. one thing for me recently is welcoming ease. But with that, actually, I would say probably, I think January last year, I emailed my newsletter about this, about how in 2020, I focused on knowing that I deserve it all. You know, I deserve everything. I deserve it all. And in 2021, I focused on receiving it. Because it's one thing to think you deserve it. It's another to actually open your hands and receive it. And I haven't been a great receiver in the past. I'm very much so a giver. And so a key part of my days as of late, probably I would say the past couple months, is creating space to receive. Um, What does that look like? Wait, so do you have, would you say that there's like dedicated a dedicated month of, what were the two things, receiving and what? Oh, and deserve, like deserving. Oh, deserving. Would you say you dedicated like a set amount of time around this idea of I deserve, I deserve, I deserve, and then a dedicated time to I receive all that I reserve, uh, deserve? Or is it like in tandem with one another at the same time? I think there are definitely things like themes for life now, but the, mm-hmm. de- it was definitely intentional. Like deserving, that was literally like other people said like, you know, New Year's resolutions. Mine are usually that kind of way. Like this year I want to focus on you know, welcoming how much I deserve things. So I literally have a tattoo I got on that year on my left thigh. My body is fire and I am deserving of all my desires. 
So that was like my focus. And then yeah. 2021, it was literally, I remember even when I had met up with you, um, it was receiving, you know, you had got me gifts or like even going with you on that trip. That was a lot of receiving. That's things that I hadn't done in the past. So mm-hmm. I was very intentional about um, when someone says, oh, I can do that for you. And me being like, oh, no, I got it. Shut up, Megan. I wasn't, a, I forced myself. I wasn't allowed to give something back. Um, mm-hmm. Also with compliments. I met with ever all the women in the selfish reset. I had everyone create their own. Uh, I call them confident commandments. And mm-hmm. one of my confident commandments is I never return a compliment with a compliment. And that was something I implemented that year. I say thank you. I smile and I keep it moving. I don't have to I give like just because I mm-hmm. got this. Um, right. So I was very intentional. If you get a compliment, take it. Live it. Take it. Say thank you. Repeat it to yourself 12 times because I think we are so conditioned to, oh, no, I don't. I don't look that good. Or, oh, "Oh, this thing that you like. And like, no, don't negate what they just said. Just say thank you. That's it. Yeah. It's And it's hard because it really is like it's trained or, you know, instantly, oh, I love your bag. And it just, it. Um, cause that's how I thought of it was like, it was like, Oh my God, I love your dress too. Or like, Oh my God, you yeah. make up so cute too. Right. Can you tell where I be? I'd be in club bathrooms. And, <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was just, it was a big shift, but if, by doing that, it's like not pushing this message that every time I receive, I have to give, you know, that's what that's ingrained. That's what that's telling my brain. And so, yeah, right. it was a lot, even things like, you know, if I have a small bag and a man is like, Oh, I'll grab that for you. And I'm like, Oh no, I got it now. Hands up, damsel in distress over here. I can't do it. Mind you, I'm strong. Yeah. I, I can, oh, my nails, me sonias. Por favor, ayúdame. <laughs> and I'm, I'll, I'm, I'm here to take it. I'm here to take it all. So, yeah, yeah it was a big shift, but. I also think there's something to be said too. I've said this before on another episode, but like when we're learning new things, whether it's a new physical skill, a new movement pattern, a new exercise, a new way of thinking. So learning to just take the compliment, you have to remember that you're like undoing decades probably of, of a particular pathway your brain has created in your head. So give yourself some grace when you intend to do it and then it doesn't happen or you don't live up to your own expectations. You're still trying to forge that new path. I picture like this wild jungle in my brain and my brain trying to like machete it and make it a path that's easily walkable. And so it just takes some time. So give yourself that grace to get there. I love that. And the path you know, the path is that the, like we're all on our own paths. And like I mentioned, my toolbox, my toolbox are just different things to help me forge the path. Like the meditation is an ax, you know, mm-hmm. to help me knock down trees. Right. The the breath work is a shovel, you know, to help me dig a hole or something. It's like mm-hmm. you're, all these, you know, could be woo-woo, whatever techniques are literally just things that help you all around walk down this path. Um, yeah. So yeah, build your toolbox. Yeah, build your toolbox. And the toolbox doesn't have to be like the woo-woo things, the meditation, the whatever. It can be that you join like a men's league basketball team or like whatever it is. You know, it doesn't have to be. It could be making yourself go out on a Friday night when you're typically the one to like be a hermit because you don't want to put in the effort. You know, like you can just – figure out what it is that you want to put in that toolbox, you know? Yes. And trying those new things, like that is self-care by Mm -hmm. far and learning. And yeah. Anything else to add about routines today? No, I really liked this episode. Me too. This may have been my favorite. Yeah. And at first I was like, 
I know. At first, I was like, oh, my God, am I just bullshitting my way through this whole thing? And then towards the end, I was like, no, no. Like, I really believe this. I feel good about this. (laughs) Just nerding out over routines over here and and choosing (laughs) happiness. We should have called this podcast Two Big Nerds. Two Big Nerds? Okay, I'm actually kind of – we're going to do something with that. TBN. (laughs) Um, Anything else you want to add to that? That's it. Other than start your routine today. You deserve it. I like it. All right. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Made With Intention. We'll be back next Monday. We're going to talk all things dating and dating experiences by request. Uh, So thank you for the suggestion. Also, thank you everyone so much for the great feedback. We're so happy that you've been loving these episodes. It's been so fun to record them. Until next week, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm Made in America. That's M-A-E-D, Made in America. And you can find Candice at Yoga by Candice. Ciao, ciao.